Welcome to the Enter the Bible podcast, where you can get answers or at least reflections on everything you wanted to know about the Bible, but were afraid to ask. I'm Catherine Schifferdecker. And I'm Katie Langston. And today on the podcast, we are doing another lightning round episode, (laughs) which is when we take several questions that have been submitted from our users and listeners and answer them in sort of somewhat more rapid fire succession i mean they're you know we 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 give time to the questions that that we do we do we we like to talk so you know we do so it's hard to yeah it's hard to give short answers exactly we're not not the best at that but um anyway but if you would like to submit um a question dear listener please go to the enter the bible website enterthebible.org and there's a little button up there that says got questions and you can click on that and submit your own question and we do all that we can to answer them here on the podcast okay all right so we'll dive in yep Catherine. yes the question for you Uh is yes drum roll I've heard there will be two who return prior to Christ's return. One is Elijah. Who is the second one? Well, um, that is a good question. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to answer it in my, with my Old Testament hat on, okay. because I think that's what this question is getting at. But uh, if, if, listener, if, if we don't, if we're not getting at the question you're asking, then please resubmit your question. But um, there is a Jewish, long-standing Jewish tradition mm-hmm. um, that comes up um, at that basically the end of the Old Testament period, okay. um, and we can see reflections of it, for instance, in the prophet Malachi, mm-hmm. that says uh, that before the Messiah comes, the the Christos in in excuse me in Greek, uh, Messiah is Christos, right? The the anointed one. Yep. It's not Jesus's last name. Not Jesus's last name. It's Jesus's Jesus, title, basically. Jesus, Jesus the Messiah. Messiah. Yes, yeah, the right. anointed one. Yeah. Um, so there's this long-standing Jewish tradition that before the Christ comes, before the Messiah comes, Elijah will return, mm-hmm. and the prophet. Okay. So let me explain just quickly. So Elijah, I think, pretty self-explanatory, right? So Elijah is this Old Testament prophet in First Kings. Um, who uh, primarily in First Kings, who uh, resists the the bad king Ahab? He's uh, Elijah famously uh, defeats the prophets of Baal, right. um, and then uh, is uh, marked for death by Jezebel, and so he he runs away into the wilderness and just asks to be killed. It's kind of pastoral burnout, prophetic burnout, <laughs> Elijah. Um, and then he is given a vision or, or hears the still small voice or oh, the yeah. sound of sheer sight. So lots of stories about Elijah uh, in in uh, in First and Second Kings. Um, and also famously, Elijah does not die. He right. is taken up into heaven in right. a fiery chariot. Yeah, there's a chariot of fire. Exactly. Yes. And Elisha, his successor, watches this happen. Okay. Okay. So then Jewish tradition said, well, Elijah didn't die. He's, you know, taken up bodily alive into heaven. And so he will return okay. uh, before the, the Messianic age, before the Messiah. He'll be like the precursor, the prophet. So he was just hanging out there? Yeah. He's just like, here I am. There he is. In heaven. With Enoch, who's with also Enoch, taken alive. Who's also up there. Right. 
All or, right. Yes. How do you get how do you get to be one of those guys? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Kill 400 prophets of Baal maybe. Oh, okay. Well. All right. Probably not a good idea. That's, I think we should not endorse yeah, violence. Probably not. <laughs> All right, we can strike that. From, <laughs> I don't know. You you become a prophet who yeah does, does really cool things. things. Does okay. really cool okay. things. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, uh, yes. Do not seek out prophets of Baal, please. Um, so that's Elijah. So he'll come back uh, before the Messiah comes. Um, and uh, pretty sure I believe it is Malachi who talks about I will send Elijah before the great and yeah, terrible yeah, that day. Is there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll turn the hearts of the children to their yeah. Parents or whatever. Yes. Mormons love that verse. Go yes. On. Yeah. Yeah. The second one is just the prophet. So, and okay. this this is a little more obscure. So, there's this passage uh, in Deuteronomy 18, and we'll uh, I'm going to come back to this actually for a third question okay. uh, for this uh, lightning round, but um, or not so lightning round. Um, so, <laughs> in Deuteronomy 18, uh, God is speaking, or Moses is actually speaking, and uh, he's, he's, you know, it's kind of his final sermon, which is really long uh, in Deuteronomy, uh, before, he's, uh, before he dies. And he says, um, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own people. You shall heed such a prophet. Uh, I will raise, and then a few verses later in verse 18, I will raise for them a prophet like you from among their own people. I will put my words in the mouth of the prophet who so, shall speak to them everything that I command. So likely in the original context, this just means God will re- periodically raise up prophets okay. like Moses, like Elijah, like, Elijah. like Nathan, uh-huh. like Isaiah, okay. Jeremiah, right? Okay. But it came to be understood in Jewish tradition as one singular prophet that God okay. would raise up, like Moses, uh, at the end of days uh, to herald the, the coming of the Messiah, of the Christ. Okay. So the interesting thing is we see that Jewish tradition in the New Testament uh, a few different places. But one is, in particular, uh, in, in John chapter 1, uh, we're talking about John the Baptist here, Um so John, the, the, it says in John 1, 19, the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask John the Baptist, who are you? He confessed and did not deny it, but confessed, I am not the Messiah. Hmm. Not the Messiah. Okay. And they asked him, what then? Are you Elijah? Interesting question. Yes. He said, I am not. Then they asked, are you the prophet? Oh. He answered, no. Then they said to him, who are you? Let us have an answer. Um, you know, if you're not, why are, why are you baptizing if you're neither the Messiah nor Elijah nor the prophet? So this shows the, this Jewish tradition, yeah, right? That, that in there. the Messianic yeah. age, it's, it's first Elijah and the prophet like Moses uh-huh. and then the Messiah. Okay. Um, the interesting thing, of course, is then on the Mount of Transfiguration, yes. who do you get? Elijah and Moses. Elijah and Moses. And, and Jesus. And Jesus. So again, uh, hmm. it, 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 it it fulfills that Jewish uh, tradition that that Elijah and the prophet will come with mm-hmm. or before the Messiah. Okay. Uh, reaching back to the you know uh, the book of Deuteronomy, to the yeah. book of Malachi, to the book of First yeah. Kings, um, and then we see it in the New Testament yeah. as well. And of course, even today uh, at at Passover meals, right. perhaps you know this tradition, yeah. right? That there's a place set for Elijah. Mm-hmm. An empty spot, an empty seat with yeah. a plate, a place setting 
for Elijah, yeah. um, because again, Elijah is um, promised to come, promised to come before the Messiah. So, but what I sense in this question is, I think uh, maybe like a premillennialist, which is a fancy word for you know they have maybe a very developed sense, like sort of like the left behind kind of sense of what the end of the world will be. Mm-hmm. And what I think this person is asking is there will be two who return prior to Christ's return. Right. So I think they're conflating yes. these things because yes. I think listener, what we would say is that it already happened and yes. that happened at the Mount of Transfiguration and it's not going to happen again. Right. right. Like Christ will return, but the, the two who were to return returned when he came the first time. Yeah. And we're not, uh, we don't have an expectation for that to happen again. Right. right? And, in, and in fact. And that's how they, annou- that's how yeah. they knew that Jesus was the Messiah. Right. Because, because, there you because go. they came to Elijah the and, and, and Moses. And Moses. Were on the Mount of Transfiguration. We should just mention also that John the Baptist himself is often, is a few times in the Gospels referred to as Elijah. Even though he denies that in John, uh-huh. in the Synoptic Gospels, uh, huh. it says Elijah has already come, Jesus says. Huh. Uh, and that seems, uh, and it's John the Baptist. So oh, interesting. Yeah. And is Jesus sometimes reg- think thought of as the one like Moses himself? Is Jesus himself thought of that or, or not? Not really. Um, there's certainly some echoes in Jesus' ministry of Moses, but uh-huh. but no, I think, okay. you know, Jesus is the Jesus the is the Messiah. the Messiah. He's not the, yeah. the one like Moses. Right. That, and we would understand the one like Moses to be literally Moses. Right. On the Mount of Transfiguration. Uh, on the Mount of Transfiguration, okay. yeah. Yeah, so and, I think... And all the other prophets. That, right. Right, like Isaiah, Elijah, Jeremiah, those yeah. guys. Right. So, like, Mo- like, like many... Scriptural passages, it can mean more than one thing right. at the same time. Right. So uh, Deuteronomy 18 and Malachi. And, right. But uh, yeah, I think I think your your point is really the most important thing that we believe as Christians, this has already happened, right? right. That, that, that Moses uh, or the prophet like Moses uh, uh, and Elijah have already come. And most importantly, of course, the Messiah has already come. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Awesome. All right. So another question, and I think... This is a good one because uh, there's also some good Old Testament stuff in here. Why do we believe that Sunday is the right day for Sabbath? Mm-hmm. Well, um, let's define Sabbath real quick. Yeah. So Sabbath is, of course, uh, the 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 Jewish um, day of rest. Day of rest, uh, and it's Saturday, right? right? And literally, right? Well, it's the yeah. sixth day, the seventh day. It's yeah. literally. I see it. I said the sixth because we're like already, I'm like already thinking of like our current weekend structure. (laughs) Monday is the first day, right? But yeah. But yeah, I mean, usually, I mean, even today we think of Sunday as the first day of the week. Yeah, right. right? Not the first work. Right. First day of the work week, but the first day. And so then the seventh day is Saturday uh, and that's the Sabbath. Uh, In in the Jewish reckoning of time uh, and Israelite, uh, the Sabbath starts at sundown on the on Friday mm-hmm. and ends at sundown on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So 24 hour period, more or less mm-hmm. uh, day of rest. Right. Well, so the first Christians are Jews. Right. Right. Jesus was a Jew, was a Jew. Peter, no. Jew, James, also a Jew, John, also a Jew, Paul, Paul, Paul was a Jew. Very righteous Jew. Yes, he was. Yeah, Pharisee. In fact. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they, being good Jews, being yeah. good observant Jews, observe the Sabbath. Right. Right. So uh, lots of examples in, in the Gospels and in Acts of uh, and some references in Paul's epistles to 
uh, the early Christians, the early Jewish Christians who are who are the early Christians, mm-hmm. uh, observing the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. But then uh, what happens on Sunday, of course, Sunday is uh, is notable because that is the day of the resurrection. Right. Right. So it, the gospel say early on the first day of the week, right, Sunday, the women went to the tomb and they find it empty. Right. So uh, it seems to be the case. And there's, of course, scholars love to argue. So, you know, sure. those people who disagree with this, but it seems to be the case that the early Christians, these Jewish Christians, observed the Sabbath, the Jewish Sabbath, and also gathered on Sunday morning, the day of the resurrection, or sometime on Sunday, the day of the resurrection, to worship together, to break bread meal. together, right. To, right, to, um, yeah, to, to celebrate that day of the resurrection. Well, as the church expands from just Jews to Gentiles, uh-huh. which, of course, we read about uh, in, in the book of Acts yep. and in some of the epistles, um, gradually that idea of the Sabbath gets kind of transferred to Sunday, the day yeah. of the resurrection. And so there is uh, in 321 uh, AD or, or CE, um, Constantine, mm-hmm. the emperor Constantine, who converts to Christianity, issues an edict uh, that Sunday shall be the day of rest mm-hmm. throughout the Roman Empire. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he... Uh, um, he doesn't say everybody has to worship, but he says that's the day of rest. And he makes exceptions for farmers mm-hmm. in this edict. But uh, but it's it may it it seems to be the case that Christians even before this are are resting are resting mm-hmm. are kind of celebrating Sabbath uh, mm-hmm. on Sunday, mm-hmm. and probably still Jewish Christians may be doing both right? yeah. Saturday and and then worshiping on Sunday. But yeah. uh, but gradually as the church becomes more and more Gentile. Uh, this this idea of Sabbath gets transferred to uh, Sunday, yeah. to the day of the resurrection. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. There you go. Of course, we should mention there are Christian denominations that still celebrate uh, right. Sabbath. And they worship most notably on the Seventh-day Seventh-day Adventists, Adventists, right? who who hold Saturday as the mm-hmm. day of worship and rest. Yes. Yeah. And th- But there is a passage in Paul that says you don't have to do that. But I don't yeah. remember where that's at. yeah. Like your festivals uh, and your Sabbath. Yeah, I think it's may. I'm thinking First Corinthians, but I'm not sure. Like, don't don't condemn each other if you're observing right. different days. He right. Says. Yeah. Because it's not. Yeah. It's not that that. Yeah. That it's not critical as yeah. to which day you observe. There are a couple of places in um, I think it's uh, in Acts and in First Corinthians where it mentions the first day of the week as a day when the Christians break bread together yeah. and and uh, offer offerings for the. Uh, disciples in in Jerusalem. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. I like it. Yeah. Of course, you know, well, in our current culture, Sunday. Uh, There's no (laughs) such thing as a day of rest. There there may be no day of rest. It's a 24-7. But to our detriment, right? Right. I mean, we we need to reclaim that idea of rest, I think, both for our own sake, for the sake of our world, you know? Yeah. Instead of just going and going and going and yes. going, we need to the world embrace will that be idea okay rest. without us for a day. Yeah, it really is like a practice of faith. Yeah, that like actually, it's not all on our shoulders, exactly. and we're kind of silly to imagine that it is. Yep, so. an, a, a, an act of faith that that God is God and we are not. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, uh, and then the last question, I think, uh, yeah, both of us probably have a lot to say about mm-hmm. this. So uh, the question is short, but it, it's it's uh, it's really interesting. So the question is, how do Christians tell if a preacher is of God 
or faults. Hmm. So, yeah, what would you what would you say off the off, off the, the bat? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, it, it is it's a it's a it's a marvelous question. It's an incredibly pertinent question. Uh, in an era of all kinds of information, mm-hmm. um, most of it nonsense, um, <laughs> you know, disinformation, disinformation um, uh, and people with competing claims and worldviews and all kinds of things, even to an, I mean, I, there's always been nonsense in the world, let's not pretend otherwise, but the rate at which nonsense can be perpetuated <laughs> in our, you know, thanks to the at internet. Lightning speed. At lightning speed, as it were. Yeah. yeah like yeah, it's yeah. it's it's uh it's a really important question. And certainly a lot of people do those uh spread nonsense in the name of God. Um you mm-hmm. hear that all the time. So um so it's it's a really I think it's a really important and particularly pertinent question for for our moment that we're yeah. in right now. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I've sort of come to think of for this um, is I want to ask uh, to whom and 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 to what is the is the preacher pointing? Yeah, that's a great question. So I think when I have heard, I'm going to say false prophets speak. Yeah. yeah. Uh, often they have said, follow me, mm-hmm. follow the prophet. Mm-hmm. right follow me mm-hmm. um and a true prophet or a true preacher will say follow christ yep yep um and the trick though is that sometimes people will say they'll say follow christ but then the things that that entails have nothing to do with christ right. so you have to take it a step beyond that as well so first is follow christ and then second is is the way of christ reflected in their teachings yeah so is it about self-aggrandizement? Is it about riches? Is mm-hmm. it about wealth? Is it about power? Mm-hmm. Or is it about giving away? Mm-hmm. Is it about caring for the neighbor? Mm-hmm. Is it about self-sacrificial, self-sacrificial love? love? Yeah. Is yeah, it yeah, about yeah. caring and tending to the poor and the needy yeah. Yeah, yeah. and the outcasts? Yep. Uh, what Jesus did. Exactly. Is it, is, does, is, or do the teachings move you into what I would use the term a cruciform life, mm. a life that is shaped by the cross yeah. of Christ. Yeah. Or do the teachings point you to, you know, naming it and claiming it or, right. uh, you know, uh, or send me money and you'll yeah, be, be, and you'll be blessed and fourfold. Or exactly. Yeah. And, and if, if it's not, if it's not, the former, right? If it's not inviting you into a life, into the death and resurrection of Christ, then that's a false teacher. Yeah, yeah. And you find they're they're everywhere. Yep. They're, they're on TV. They're in pulpits? in our in yeah. our pulpits. I mean, yeah. You got to be careful. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree with you. It's a really pertinent question. And it, it reminds me of, so 10, 10 years ago, I lived in Ethiopia for a year. Mm-hmm. I taught Ethiopian students at a Lutheran seminary there, the Mukana Yesu Seminary. And, and they asked this quite a very similar question. They said, how can you tell a true prophet from a false prophet? Yep. Which, which threw me for a while. I've never heard that question from, from an American student. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's it's not as common. 
People aren't claiming to be prophets they're all They're not around. claiming to be prophets. They don't I mean, use they, that they word. They are, but they're not. Like right. some of them are, but, right. but yeah. Right, right, right. But, uh, but it's, I, think, I think it's the same question, right? How do you tell if a preacher is of God or false? How do you tell a true preacher or prophet from a false prophet? And, and I just want to, and I came up with a list right? uh-huh, sure. <laughs> for my students. Yeah. And, and you've already said a lot of this, so I won't repeat that. But I think um, we can look to scripture, yeah. uh, you know, to, to, for the answers to that question as well. So I had referred earlier in this episode, uh, in this podcast to um, Deuteronomy 18 about the prophet that God's going to send mm-hmm. like Moses. But it goes on in that chapter to talk about how do you tell a, a true prophet mm-hmm. and God says, anyone who does not, oh, sorry, any prophet who speaks in the name of other gods or presume, or presume, mm. who presumes to speak in my name a word that I have not commanded the prophet to speak, that prophet shall die. Um, so I think, you know, one easy answer is if a prophet or preacher speaks in the name of someone other than Jesus, uh, then that's an obvious clue that that's yeah. a false prophet, right? Or preacher. Um, and it goes on to say, if that if that prophet's word doesn't come true, then you know they're false. Well, that's that's great, except <laughs> usually you have to know it in the moment, and right. you can't wait twenty years. I know to, right? there's a lot of retrospect yeah. involved. I'm like, oh, did that or did yeah, that not yeah, come yeah, true? Yeah. Like you can't always know. So I for think a while. I think that the what you talked about is really key, right? That that um, who does the prophet call you to follow, or who does the preacher? call you to follow if it's not jesus then then something's wrong and well jesus himself addresses this in matthew 7 he says uh, beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing but inwardly are ravenous wolves you will know them by their fruits i think that's you know related to what you were saying too right what are the fruits of this preacher's life right is it a personal jet right and a mansion or is it a life of self-sacrificial love and care for God's people and working for justice and that sort of thing? So, so you'll know them by, by their fruits. Um, they don't seek self-promotion or riches. I think about Elisha in Second Kings 5 when Naaman the Syrian, when he heals Naaman the Syrian yeah. and Naaman wants to give him gold and right. silver and uh, all these luxury goods. And Elisha's like, no. Yeah. Right? doesn't seek riches and and the true prophet doesn't seek to be a prophet yeah they they just you do not you do not want to be a prophet yeah. that that's the worst man being a prophet is the yeah. worst yeah. and like the people that sort of leap to being one you know or like want to call themselves a prophet yeah that's kind of that's a clue that kind too. of ego trip yeah is a is a clue to being a false teacher or prophet. yeah I, I would just add one more, and this is maybe not quite as important, but I think it's still worth saying that a, a, a true prophet or preacher is concerned both with justice and with morality, or mm-hmm. bo- both with personal sin and with societal sin. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, you know, in the church, you know, to put it generally, the, the progressive side of the church is all concerned about the isms and societal sin mm-hmm. and not so much about individual mm-hmm. morality. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, a generalization, but the right side of the church is concerned only with personal morality mm-hmm. and doesn't talk about, mm-hmm. in general, doesn't talk about racism or, or systemic injustice. sexism or systemic injustice, right? So I, I feel like the the true preacher or prophet uh, 
in Scripture, <laughs> the prophets are concerned with both, right? Yeah. They're concerned with idolatry, but they're also concerned with injustice. Yeah. They're concerned with sexual morality, but they're also concerned with, you know, feeding the hungry and taking yeah. care of the right. poor. So, um, so yeah, I, I think... I, I, I think that the true preacher can't be pigeonholed into one yeah. when I've political seen, position. Yeah, when I've seen when I've seen people that I think you know that that really strike me as like getting it. It's like it's kind of impossible to pin them down. Yeah, you kind of yeah. you kind of could never know. Yeah, like what where they stood on you know in in the at least in the sort of partisan right wars of you know contemporary american society you're kind of like are you a liberal are you a conservative yeah. Yeah, yeah, i yeah, can't yeah. tell what you are because there's something you know there's something there that that's that's deeper than more that. foundational yeah. yeah i think about i'm a big fan of pope francis mm -hmm. yeah he's, of, he's a lot that way yeah. he is like when he when he came to visit in the united states when Obama was president, he no, you know, neither the Republicans nor Democrats could claim him completely, right? right. Because he's he's right. pro life across the board, right? right. Pro um, or anti abortion, pro environment, pro immigrant, right. you know, anti -death pro penalty. refugee, anti death penalty. Yeah, yeah, I I feel like that that really is the mark of a of a good preacher, good spiritual leader, someone who can't be um, co opted. Co opted. Yeah, that's a yeah. great word. Yeah. By by political, you know, partisan political movement. Yeah. yeah. Having said all that, of course, preachers are human Humans. beings. <laughs> sinners, <laughs> sinners and People. saints. Yep. Sinners and saints at the same time. So um give them some slack too. Right. Right. <laughs> give them some grace. Yeah. Um, well and, and they're not always gonna get it right. No, they're not always gonna get it right. And and ultimately, um ultimately it's it's Christ, right? Yes. Ultimately it's yeah. it's 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 god <laughs> that we're that we're concerned with right and yeah. and and so um and so we don't need our preachers to be perfect right um because god has given us his grace yeah um we we in fact pray for our preachers right. pray yeah. for our leaders pray for our preachers yeah uh, that that they might um know god more and more and uh be people of integrity and yeah. mercy and and grace uh, and wisdom. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, wonderful. Well, thank you listeners so much for being with us today on this lightning round episode of the enter the Bible podcast. And you can get more um, commentary, resources, reflections, conversations uh, at our website, enter the Bible.org. And of course, um, Please, if you're listening to this on your favorite podcast app, rate us and review us. Be sure to subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, um, rate, like us, subscribe, mash that subscribe button. I heard that's what the kids say these days on YouTube. <laughs> Sounds violent. I do sound violent. Uh, so maybe just tap it gently. Uh, and uh, of course, be sure to share the podcast with a friend. Until next time.